Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. This is Rose Buddies. I sound like two hams, <laughs> that uh, two wet hams that have been pressed together, and then somebody's blowing into them as though they were going to make a fart noise. And that someone is Harvey Firestein. And that someone is Harvey Firestein's <laughs> making ham farts. He's, he's got an artificial ham diaphragm, a diaphragm. <laughs> And he's making fart noises with it, and he's talking about this double episode special. Gang, I feel like a Harvey Firestein ham fart right now, <laughs> but these two episodes of television are too important for us to not put out an episode of the podcast. This is going to be an unusual episode because both of us will be stone cold sober. I hate it. What's Griffin drinking? Tea. Tea, oh yeah, a little bit of that Irish tea. No, just tea, you know, for survival. <laughs> Um, we got a lot to talk about this week, guys. We sure do. Um, the first thing we should talk about probably is that we will not have an episode next week. Just get that out of the way. Just like rip that bandaid off. Cause there's no episode of the bachelor next week and that's fucking perfect actually. Cause I'll be at E3. Um, so yeah, we were going to have to bring in a, a guest host to, but, but we good. We fill good. your spot, but it looks like there's no episode to discuss this week. We have a lot to talk about this week because it was a double episode, two header, double episode special and kind of a triple episode. Like they definitely, it has a cliffhanger. Yeah. So they're like, definitely it's going to be a triple episode special. And then they're just going to keep that combo going as long as there's two be continued to go around. Yeah. Just a, a few quick things that came up with that cliffhanger after the Monday night episode. Uh, you only redraft after rose ceremonies. Yeah, no matter where it comes in the episodes. And we had to make that rule after the last couple seasons, because the last couple seasons is where they started doing these. Yeah, Caitlyn's season especially. Every episode in Caitlyn's season. Maybe like, it's more common on The Bachelorette. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, you draft after the rose ceremonies. Um, so, for instance, if somebody goes home during a one-on-one, or perhaps a two-on-one date, you wait until the next rose ceremony to yeah. draft back up. Um, let's get into Rachel McElroy. Sing me the ballad of chad the first stanza of the ballad of chad well do do we not want to go chronologically through i don't if there were other boys there were other boys if there was other boy all right yeah let's get let's start unpacking okay Uh, i feel my spirits are buoyed uh so this first episode on monday night starts off with the aftermath of the previous night's cocktail party ham a ham mess was everywhere yeah there were meat plates um by the way mad props big shout outs to our friends dan and shana who showed up to this episode viewing party with just a big little cutting board with some cold cuts on it yeah kick that fucking glass of water over yeah all over that rug what do we do should we stop well why don't you talk and i'll get a towel and clean up your drunk mess it's just water you're a disaster. <laughs> the one thing that was nice about this two-part doubleheader series of episodes is that we got to see a lot more Chris Harrison. Uh, so I will say that one thing that was fun was that when we cut to the aftermath of the cocktail party, there's a lot of uh, toilet paper everywhere, and we get to see Chris Harrison play at cleaning up the toilet paper 
which if he's only going to be on camera for three minutes an episode, you got to believe he's not cleaning up toilet paper. But it was a fun goof. You don't know that. You don't know that. That might be a part of his contract. <laughs> I'm having to talk in your mic, by the way, because I'm cleaning up your water mess. Um, thank you for doing that. It's a lot. Like it was all the full cup. I know it was. Do you want me to get you more water? Because now you don't have anything to drink. I would kind of like more water. Good lord. <laughs> That's not your towel, is it? It is. Why did you do that? I don't need any backseat rug drying. <laughs> okay. I mean, Monday morning rug drying. <laughs> So this episode really sets up the Chad and Daniel romance, uh, or bromance, some might call it. Uh, We get to see them talk about working out uh, and working on their back and abs, uh, which they affectionately call babs. Um, And then Chris Harrison drops off a date card, and the date card is for Chase. Uh, And so Chase gets to go on a yoga date with Jojo. And I'm going to pause here because I have a feeling Griffin will want to weigh in. I just got to the place where... The yoga date, yes. Yes. Uh, The look on Chase's face when he realized the subject matter of this date. There is no... There was no hiding this. Uh, 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 A, like, fucking Mission Impossible facial prosthesis would not mask the disappointment on Chase's face when he found out he would be doing the hottest, screamiest, most upsetting to watch yoga I've ever seen in my entire life. JoJo says that she has always wanted to try yoga and has never done it. And she still hasn't, because I don't know what the fuck they did <laughs> in there, but that was not yoga, as I call it. Uh, it starts out, they're laying on their backs. Um, Do British people call it yoga? I would assume so. Because they call yogurt. Probably Canadians, too. They call yogurt yogurt. Mm-hmm. So, well, first the yoga instructor, air quotes around yoga, asks um, if they've been intimate, which is an uncomfortable question for them. You hit that? Uh, And then they lay on their backs and thrust their pelvis and, and say, hey, 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 hey. Um, and why, why? I guess if I were to like start with <laughs> one question, I'd be, why were they doing that? Yeah, it's not clear. It's not clear is the problem. Um, and then she instructs them uh, through a tantrum exercise uh, in which she encourages them to shake their bodies and yell in what she calls as a angergasm. That's, um, first of all, the only kind of orgasm that Chad can have. It's good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but it's also sadly not a thing. And if it were a thing, if we were to live in a fantasy world where that were a thing, it would not be a yoga thing. It wouldn't be a yoga thing. No. What would it be, Griffin? It wouldn't be a yoga thing. I. It would be a, like, it would be like, I, I don't know, some form of, like, juggalo sign language or something <laughs> like that. But it wouldn't be a thing when, like, I'm trying to get my chill on and trying to lower my fucking blood pressure in here because i live a very 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 stressful like fast-paced life and i just came in here like bend my body up and like get chill and connect with with buddha in this yoga studio i certainly don't want to hear somebody like having a screamgasm in the other oh and it was hot yoga by the way it was like 100 degrees in there so they are sweaty do you think yoga places when like hot yoga became like a thing they're like oh tight we don't have to pay for air conditioning (laughs) anymore i bet uh and then they do something called a, a yub yum um which was which was my favorite ewok there (laughs) 
Can you name some Ewoks? Wicket is like the only one that people know. I think there was one called Jub Jub. Yeah? Yeah, but Wicket was like the main one. I feel like that was also the name of a Simpsons character. Maybe. It was the name of Selma's lizard. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this was a... They made love. I've seen... I I I think that it, there are situations that people could enter into where there is penile insertion that is less uh less intimate as this was because this was she's he sat down she straddled him while he was sitting down should we do the rest of the podcast in that pose i would get you sick i don't want to do that to you oh that's true i don't want to do that um yeah the the purpose is to put your hearts in alignment and to put your third eye in alignment and Um, to put your penis and her (laughs) vagina onto alignment needless to say they end up smooching in this pose um, and then they go to a, a vineyard where they have dinner. Uh, Chase reveals that he is a family of divorce. Uh, he is a, he is a one man family of divorce. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. That phrasing is confusing. <laughs> his, his elbow broke things off with his forearm and his finger kids have to have, get two Christmases now. Okay. Um, he gets a rose. Here comes Uncle Leg, he says. (laughs) He gets a rose. They go see a band, which, um, is apparently the singer from Lady Antebellum, Charles Kelly. Do you know that for sure? Did you Google that? Because one of our friends said it, and I might be Yeah, no, I confirmed it. Okay. Uh, and they dance. That's good research, baby. You're welcome. I didn't thank you for it. Would you? Would you thank me for it? (laughs) Thank you for the research. Thank you. No, no, you don't thank me for thanking. Oh, God. We got to go over. We got to listen to Schmanner sometime. Uh, so then it's on to group date time. This is all that matters to me. And early in the series, um, the group dates have a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Uh, later, of course, when there's less people, they get more sparse. But yeah. this this group date has Jordan, Grant, Wells, James F. Christian, Ali, Daniel, Vinny, Nick, Evan, Alex, and Chad. The Chad is in this one. I forget which one this was. Um. Oh my God! No, of course I don't forget no, which you one remember. this was. This was the best. This was a fucking all time. Mm-hmm. This was such a good one. Yeah. We thought here were the the phases that we went through. They were brought into a theater, relatively small, like black box theater. What's wrong? Well, there's more stuff to talk about before we get oh, there. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What happens? Uh, Chad throws a little fit because he's bummed. He's going on a group date with all these other bros. Um, and Chad talks about maybe not going because he's like, well, I don't want to go if there's as many other guys. So the other boys who, and this was not in like a, um, like a playful, like Jubilee way, um, from Ben's season yeah. when she was like, oh, I don't know about this. Where yeah. She was like, just joking. Chad was like, no, I don't want to go on a date with 16 other boys. No, that's not Chad. Yeah. There and- were, there were dudes who like hadn't had a one-on-one yet though. And also were not on this group date. And knew that they weren't going to get a date. And so it was a little shitty towards Yeah, them. and this is where they start to get personal on the attacks. Uh, Jordan makes some comment about saying, oh, well, Chad better hope that it's a weightlifting competition and not a spelling bee. And this is when Chad really goes after Jordan and says, like, you're a 27-year-old failure. You're, you're a failed football player. Yeah. Like, you've done nothing with your life. I would actually argue if you ever make it to the pros, like, in any conceivable way... You are actually a very successful football player compared to like the ninety nine point nine 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 percent of 
collegiate and high school football players who never make it that far. But, you know, and I might just be a little defensive because he's the the brother of your beloved Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Yeah. And then Alex starts to join in the attack on Chad. And then Chad gives Alex a real stare down for a very long time. A lot of people calling a lot of other people pieces of shit. Yes, exactly. Lots of that. Lots of that. And those are swear. Those are swear points. Those are good swear points. My boy Chad racked up that five point (laughs) cap like every fucking episode. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Okay. Now they go to the black box theater. And um, a lady comes out on stage and begins making groaning noises. So we're like, when they walked in the theater, it was like, oh my God, is this going to be a stand-up challenge? Please God, no, anything else. <laughs> and then the woman walked out and started to make an orgasm sound. Not a, not a yellgasm, not a chadgasm, a regular one. Um, and then I thought... Because I'm un- kind of unfamiliar with the subject matter, but I thought it was the vagina monologues, and, then I, was, of, yeah. and then I was the most excited I've ever been in my whole life. <laughs> Griffin, you know that I was in the vagina monologues, right? For, I do. Which one did you do, though? For two years in college. Uh, uh, wait, two years? Was it a fucking, like, like a repertory, like, just like every, every month you guys would put that the on? The Feminist Alliance would put it on every year, and uh, for two years in a row I did it. Which one did you do? Uh, because he liked to look at it. Okay. The only one I think I really know is where the woman tries to, she says the, the P the, word. The, the C, C word. word, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. That's called reclaiming C word. Reclaiming C word. Okay. Mm-hmm. And apparently I didn't, I don't know it that well. What is because he likes to look at it about, if you don't mind me asking? Um. Well, this is going to be uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> Uh, a woman grows to uh, appreciate and love her own vagina because a man uh, makes her feel like it is beautiful. Oh, well, that's very nice. Yeah, it is I don't nice. Think that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, it's not usually the kind of thing we talk about on no, the podcast. No, not this on Rosebuddies. Positive podcast, I like to think. <laughs> okay. Just wait. Just wait until that fantasy suite. We're, that, that's where we find out how sex positive we really are. Um, speaking of sex positive. Holy shit, this date. Okay, for real though. For real, real, real. For real, real, real. I cannot fucking believe that this date was allowed to happen. I don't know how it came about. I can't figure that out. Because there were a lot of, um, like explicit references to, uh, Cunnilingus. Yeah, they really had to edit down this episode because there was a lot of content they could not show. But they definitely defo left a lot in. Uh-huh. And it's like, cool, ABC, a, a, a product of the Disney. That's like rad. So this is so this is something called Sex Talks, um, where individuals get on stage in front of an audience and talk about sex. And all the men on this group date, and there are a lot of them, are instructed to tell sex stories on There's stage. There's a little um, bit with JoJo that was very, that was like a weird, like, I'm so down with it, but it was like a weird... Um, a thing for uh, uh, the main bachelor or bachelorette to say, which is like, sex is awesome. And I yeah. think we should be able to just like talk about sex and like not have it be like a big deal because it's like it's a part of every relationship. When t- typically this show treats it as like exactly. this, especially like, with the bachelorette. Yeah. We're, we're, I mean, we had the whole, f- maybe this was in response to, to Caitlin, the Caitlin season where yeah. she had sex, not in the fantasy suite. And it was a whole fucking thing yeah for the show it was the, that was that season for like four episodes of that season was just that happening and then the reactions to that and it was gross and terrible and maybe this was kind of a pivot i mean i hope so yeah i hope so too uh and so 
uh, Evan, who is on this group date, is instantly excited because as a erectile dysfunction specialist, yeah, um, uh, he yeah. is primed and ready with stories. Yeah, no, it's definitely. I mean, later, later uh, in this episode that happened today, Jordan got to go on a football date, and I would say this is an equivalent. Like, yeah, this was Evan's football date. Yeah. Uh, and so backstage, they're all preparing. We see Evan and Alex talk, and Evan reveals that he is going to stoke Chad's fire, uh, which is not what he says, but it's what I wrote in my notes because I'm a poet. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and and so we know Evan's going to get up there and he's going to do something crazy. Some highlights from the date was it uh, Ari that gave the or Ali Ali that, Ali that talked about um, the threesome? No, Wells. Wells. Wells told a story about a three. Uh, it, it, the setup was this: it, like Jojo was talking about like the different stories, and it was like running through a bunch of different ones, and they were fine. Uh, oh, we gotta touch on Daniels. Yeah, we gotta touch on Daniels because Daniels was about like. So at this point, I had her tied up, and uh, I just reached down and uh, I just cut off some of her hair. I don't know why. Uh, I guess it's weird. Yeah, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, you're a serial killer. Daniel. Daniel would be the star of this season if it weren't for Chad. 100%. Yeah. And that's, I guess, yeah, that's a real shame. Hey, Daniel, fucking sucks, dude. It's a shitty story, bro. It's a bad, bad thing, dog. Yeah. No thanks, bro. Yeah, I don't know why he thought, like, this is going to be a fun story I'm going to tell in front of the girl that I want to go out with me. <laughs> Wells' was the best, though, because the way they cut it... Judge was like talking about this supercut of like sex stories, and then it showed Wells laying on his side with his uh, legs splayed apart, uh, making a fart noise, like really, really loud and like shaking. Uh, and then it cuts to the presenter for the night, like after Wells had left, walked up and says, uh, Wells, thank you for that story about a very interesting threesome. So, like, you, the viewer, was like, <laughs> He was showing him farting a huge fart, and she was like, cool threesome story. And everybody in the room was like, I have to know that story. I know. Well, you're in luck, because he posted it on Twitter very quickly. Uh, And it was just that he was visiting, like, he was having some kind of rectal exam. Yeah, he was seeing a proctologist. Yeah, and there was was a nurse pushing on his stomach, and he... I guess farted on the proctologist. And made a joke about how that was the worst threesome he'd ever had. Oh, Wells, I love you. Wells. Never change. Um, so when Evan gets on stage, and I'm skipping a lot of good stories, uh, but in the interest of time, we'll just go straight to Evan. Um, Evan begins telling a story about the impact of steroid use on men. I assume at some point he like brings this back to how it can affect your sexual ability, but all we see are him talking about the symptoms of steroid abuse. Um... Which are, you know, just like what is basically a description of Chad. <laughs> it's just like like irritability and rage. Eats, eats and meat, only <laughs> eats lunch meat. Um, Chad does not like this. No, Chad is not happy. Chad, uh, This is where no. we have our first moment of bachelor violence. By the way, if you have either of these people on your team, this is a physical confrontation. That's how we judge it. And we got points from that. Um, cause if this doesn't count, I don't know what the fuck does. Cause I, looking back, I don't think there's ever been a time on Bachelor or Bachelorette where two of the contestants just fucking beat the crap. Well, it's the part. combination of actions, right? If he had just pulled on the shirt, which is what he does, when Evan's trying to walk by Chad back to his seat, Chad interprets this as him trying to push him. 
And so he grabs his shirt collar. While while Evan is like leaning down to, to, like hug, say Jojo. to hug Jojo. He has like his arms around Jojo when Chad grabs the back of his shirt and yanks him back. So like not very stealth Chad. Like you literally did it on Jojo. Um, uh, and one thing that was fun about that shirt grab was that um, after it happens, there's some nice Foley work and you hear like a. Which is, like, very clearly not a shirt ripping. Yeah, it was bad. So that happens. And then they get backstage. Chad punches a door. And then... Oh, my God. No, baby, you can't... Chad gets up there oh. to do his sex yeah. story. And his sex story is, he says, Jojo, will you come up here for a second? He's like, I don't want to talk about a sex story from my past. And I don't want to know about your past. Because all that matters to me is the future. And he puts the mic down and leans in for a kiss on Jojo. And Jojo fucking gives him the coldest like cheek yeah. turn and she and actually says, like, she says no and she says is that all you have and he's like yep that's it and then he goes to put the mic in you can't put the put the mic back in the stand which is great because there it's a thing about sex talks how's your innuendo pretty bad i think <laughs> and then he just takes the mic and like throws it across the stage and it's very good and then he goes backstage punches a door yeah. real hard yeah gets an owie on his hand and then confronts Evan and comes at him with a hand towards the throat and pushes him. Yeah. Um, and that's when I thought, okay, this is this is a it. physical fight. Yeah. Um, he also, like, lunges at him again a bit later. Um, and Evan, Evan uh, who I consistently refer to as the brave little toaster, because this fucking dude done back down, this little dude. Yeah. Uh, Evan... Uh, yeah, Evan is not especially afraid of him, which is amazing, because Evan is uh, about half of his size. Uh, and this is when Chad says, uh, if I can't lift weights, I'm going to murder someone. Uh, which is a real good... Really healthy sort of attitude. Yeah, really appropriate. Um, And then the date continues. Then they go to this like little weird mystery place that has they go to some weird strange old, furniture. You know that shop that you go to in the beginning of the Oregon Trail to like outfit yourself. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. like where they were. Yeah. Um, and they're all having drinks. Um, and this is, you know, it's it's the regular montage of like dudes getting close to JoJo and talking about things. Chad keeps coming in trying to steal jojo away uh and she is not she like turns him down no and she's not interested and then chad just goes and sits around the side hallway and is like whistling and making noise and nick is upset about this um uh he's being very very he's being childish but he's also being like i think he was also pretty uncomfortable in this yeah moment like it's not often that you go and try to break up a like convo and get turned down by the bachelor bachelorette. I yeah. have to imagine your pride at that point is wounded beyond repair. Yeah. Um, this this whole Chad arc is one of watching this man make mistake after mistake and just feeling very conflicted uh, about how badly he is doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Um. So he finally gets his time with Jojo and um, she's like, what happened there? And he gives her this line about how Evan's bullying him, bullying the bully. She's like, wait, are you the bully? And he's like, well, that's how they perceive me. It's like, whatever, dude. Uh, And then Evan comes in and steals 
steals Jojo away from Chad, the first of many times that Evan just like stays in the fucking mix. Yeah. Uh, and the most amazing thing that has ever been said on this television show, Chad's a fucking monster. And he definitely like that stone tumbles way downhill past the point where I can find him even uh, remotely admirable for the tea that he drops. But he does say that uh, he's like talking about Evan and how he's like a failure or whatever. He says some nasty things about his kids. But then he says like he's Gary Oldman from the Fifth Element. Uh, yeah. And that is that's patently hysterical. <laughs> That's pat- That's absolutely the funniest fucking thing that anybody's ever said on this show. Rose Buddies, you'd appreciate it. I immediately recalled that somebody had posted this in the group several weeks ago. Yeah. And was just like, yeah, no, of course he is. We already noticed that. The I'm going to go ahead and put the captions on blast. Because the captions uh, translated <laughs> that as uh, Evan's the gay one from the fifth element. That's not what he said. No, that's not what he said. Caption person. He's Gary Oldman from The Fifth Element. Chad like, knows his his cinema. That's too good of an amazing burn for you to mistranslate it like that in such a hateful way. Uh, another thing that happens is Evan is confronting Chad over and over again. He does it when they're in the group, and he asks Chad, you know, why he's here. And he says, you owe me an apology and a new shirt. Um, Which is a weird, one of those, like, kind of undercuts, like, the <laughs> honor of the other. You owe me an apology. And of Old Navy blue V-neck. <laughs> um, um, and that's about it for the group date. Was there another? There was another one-on-one. Can I please request that we just burn this one-on-one down? Because I, it was a, it was an old-timey Back to the Future fun romp. Well, we should say Evan gets the rose on that date for being such a brave um, old toaster, but not before he gives an ultimatum and says, I don't want to stay here if Chad stays here. Yeah. Um, and JoJo says, well, I can give you this rose. I don't know if you can accept it because I'm not ready to make a decision about Chad. Um, and then she comes back to the group. Chad sees that Evan got the rose. Chad says, is this real? Is this a real scenario? <laughs> uh, and JoJo says, I don't appreciate what you're doing. Uh, and then by the time they get in the limo, Chad is just irate that Evan yeah. got a rose. Uh, so then we, it's the next morning, and uh, there is a security guard on campus. Um, I get, I, okay, so let's talk about the security guard. Because they tried to, like, they tried to play it off like it was, like, a funny thing. They tried yeah. to play it off like the security guard was, like, walking around always in the distance, and he was, like, a prop, right? And they would play, like, the Bachelor fun music. Yeah, exactly. Like, the goofy Bachelor musical sting when this security guard was on camera. I think that has to be, like, a thing that you legally... Yeah. If somebody assaults somebody else, which is, like, that's what that was. It was a little bit of assault, but it was still assault. Um, either the person who assaulted... The other person has to leave the show, or you get a fucking security guard up. Yeah, I, I became really fascinated with what the protocol is on this show. Like, like clearly they have a list of if-then action-response uh, situations. And this was one of those, oh, somebody has been pushed. Uh, somebody has made other contestants feel threatened. Now we have to enact the security guard procedure. I think about the, are you the one when uh mike assaulted amanda 
and he got he got booted off. But even when he like, came back to get his shit, like there had to be security guards yeah. there with him. Like I that has that has to be like from a liability perspective. Yeah, that has to be like a thing that your show fucking has to cover itself. Yeah, because if Chad, you know, had actually really like broken somebody's arm, they could come back and say the show didn't do anything. Show didn't do anything. And they knew it was gonna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the security guards walking around, we don't really, there, <laughs> nobody seems to really spend a lot of time talking about it. It's addressed. The contestants are aware of it. Yeah. Um, but we go right into, uh, to the James Taylor date. I've, I've seen fire and I've seen rain, but I've never seen a date that bored me this much. <laughs> oh, Griffin. It was fine. It was like a little, like, 1940s little, um, Pleasantville little slice of pie yeah they get all dressed up and like what is it like 40s clothes and and hair uh james is wearing a nice set of suspenders an older woman teaches them how to dance and talks about her dancer husband yes um it's very nice and then they go to some sort of weird box social they were they have been time traveled and everybody's fucking swing dancing but they can't swing dance they can do like a two-step yeah it's, I mean, it's cute. And then there's the newspaper. JoJo looked phenomenal. She did. She had great hair and makeup. Looked wonderful. Um, How do you feel about JoJo? Let's take a little quick break from talking about Chad for so much. I think she's very, very good at the game. She is. She's definitely made some moves this week that suggest that she's a woman that knows what she wants and she's not afraid to express it. Yeah. I think she's, I think she is, I think she's good at the game. She's good at making like everybody feel included um obviously the things she's doing are um mandatory and thereby kind of scripted but i think she makes it feel very um very natural she is not particularly funny uh at all i would give i would give you that yeah uh which i'm missing because caitlin caitlin was funny i would say caitlin was funny emily was very funny i thought Emily was yeah. very sassy, especially like, and when Emily sent home that dude for saying that her daughter was quote unquote baggage, that was like the, well, short of, um, that woman whose name I fucking will never remember. I will never remember her name. Starts with a C. She's Juan Juan Pablo season, came in second place, got booted off. Claire. Claire. What the fuck? Why can I never remember Claire's know. name? That was the harshest, like, burn send-off I've ever yeah. seen. But, like, otherwise, Emily turned... I kind of hoped that we would get some of that from from, from JoJo. From JoJo. In this, in this episode. But yeah. that's what I Anyway. Anyway. Um, on the I like JoJo a lot. I, I'm still waiting to fall in love. Uh, you know, it takes me a little while to open up. It sure does. <laughs> um... They they get uh they get out on this car at the scenic overlook. James of course has a guitar in the trunk and is prepared uh, with a song he wrote. And the song basically seems to be about JoJo and Ben. Um, it's all about a, a a woman making a mistake and confessing her feelings, and a, a man m- making it seem as if he has the same feelings, and then the woman finding out she's mistaken. Kind of a weird thing, bro. Yeah. Very I wrote clearly. a song for you. It's about your last boyfriend. Um, back at the mansion, um, this is when Daniel and Chad have the Hitler conversation. Oh my god, the Hitler conversation. Chad is eating a sweet potato, uh, just out of his hand, like an apple. 
Like one would eat an apple. <laughs> like one would eat a fresh, a ripe apple. Fucking this. Okay, this exchange. I think Chad's a. Com- I'm so conflicted on Chad. I think he is an emotionally and physically abusive guy. Yes, I think he's a bad, bad person. But he's smart. I don't know. I don't even fucking know about that. But his his sense of humor he, he possesses indicates a comedic timing. Yeah. that I think may be entirely unintentional, but is like a rich and pure. And I would drizzle it over pancakes <laughs> because Daniel said is trying to like talk to him about how he isn't comfortable hanging out with him anymore because he. It, he makes the other guys in the house like hate his hate Daniel just because of how negative a person Chad is. And yes. Daniel says, "Let's pretend you're Hitler." And Chad, like, without <laughs> missing a, a beat, says, "Let's not pretend I'm Hitler." <laughs> uh, and then Daniel like walks it back Daniel's through like, like worse and l- right, less well, worse. What about uh, why don't why don't you just like uh, more like Mussolini or Bush or Trump? He's like be be more like Trump or like Bush. He's like I don't like that. He's like all right, can you at least just dial it down to Mussolini for me? <laughs> and then Chad, in response, doesn't seem to agree to anything, but does eat a piece of lettuce. <laughs> so how's your din din? Because you just ate a yam and some lettuce. That's not balanced, my boy. Um. So we find out Chris Harrison appears again, which, you know, I just, I love seeing him. I love hearing him talk. I was so grateful that he was in these episodes so much. Do you think he is a genie in a lamp and they just rub him whenever they need him to come out? Probably, yeah. Now you're thinking about it. (laughs) I am thinking about it. Is Chris Harrison a genie? But it's got to be a recent a recent capture into that lamp because he used to be on the show a lot more. I think it was like Caitlin's season is when they got... They put him in there? Here's what I think. I think he bet his freedom <laughs> on Juan Pablo's season. And I, th- I think he was like, this is going to be the That's best perfect. season ever. Yeah. I love this guy. I think he's hysterical and amazing. And it blew up in his face so hard that the ABC people, the fucking Ursula, came to him and like extended the, the golden contract and was like, sorry, Chris, you know the deal. Into the... I'm mixing my Disney, my you Disney are cartoons, a little bit, yeah. Into the lamp with you. And he said, no. Someday, he'll meet that bachelor <laughs> that doesn't pick either of the last two contestants and instead uses his wish to oh, release Chris Harrison. Oh, I love that. I love it, too. I'm working on it. Okay, so Chris Harrison informs the guys there's no cocktail party. And they all look around nervously, and he says, it's an all-day pool party instead. The guys are like, you should have led with that. That's much better than we thought. And then Evan grabs Chris and rubs his lamp, summons him, and says, (laughs) "Um, I don't feel safe in this house. Chad tore my shirt. And Chris is like, oh, he tore your shirt? Yeah, Chris, he tore your shirt. Get out of the fucking lamp sometimes and pay attention to, like, the <laughs> monitors, the TV monitors backstage. And Chris kind of victim shames him a little bit. He's like, well, there's a lot of testosterone here, you know, like, the kind of stuff happens. Yeah. Um, but Evan says, like, I feel unsafe. A lot of dudes feel unsafe. There's fucking security guards here. This is crazy. So Chris... And then Chris is like, I'll handle it. And then he pulls Chad aside and basically tells Chad, hey, here's your chance to settle it. Like, go in there and settle it. And then Chad starts saying, like, I'm going to tear this world apart. He says, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to tear off everyone's arms and legs and throw their torsos in the pool. Yeah. There's a bunch of torsos in the pool. And I thought, that's a horrific, 
but also <laughs> Chad still pretty fucking funny. I know. That's a f- kind of a funny mental image you've just created. I just wish he wasn't such a fucking dick. Yeah, no, he's the worst. Uh, and this is when we get the to be continued, uh, which leads us into tonight. So if you're Slylock foxing it from home, because the commercial for this two-parter was like, it showed bloody knuckles and it showed like uh, Evan bleeding from his face and it showed um, it James, showed James Taylor. Taylor bleeding from his face. And so watching this, you're like, oh my God, Chad is going to murder these kids. <laughs> um, but then if you've watched like a single episode of the show before, you know that that's just how they do it. I think I maybe called it. I hope I called it. Well, we know the bloody knuckles is from when he punched the door. Right. So that is one clue that has been like taken out of the equation. Anyway, we get back in the pool party. They're just hanging out with Jojo, having a good time. Evan jumps in the pool weird, I guess, and gets a bloody nose. It's like, well, that's another one. It's another one out of the mix. Yeah. I mean, you look at Evan and you see a man who... You see Gary Oldman from The Fifth Element. You see Gary Oldman and you think, I bet Gary gets some bloody noses. And he does not disappoint. I mean, I'm sitting here with, like, a fucking sinus infection, so I can't, like, get nasty on a dude for having a dumb nose. God knows I suffer from it. But it does happen a lot, doesn't it? For Evan? For both of us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this at first starts out like a, just a, just an 80s fun movie, uh, which is a technical term. Uh, (laughs) The guys are getting in chicken fights. They're doing synchronized swimming. Um, everybody takes their shirts off. They're playing with pool toys. It seems like, uh, oh, everything's great. Can I tell you something? Yes. I don't like chicken fights. I don't think anybody does. It makes me nervous, doesn't it? Because, like, if somebody falls, if, like, one of the top people falls forward onto the other person's bottom person that's and have, like, a head-on collision, that would fucking hurt a lot. Well, or if you fell backwards and hit, like, the edge of the pool, you're dead. You've died. And as a woman, um, if you are the chicken um, instructed to fight, it feels very hugely objectifying. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and as the person on the bottom, I don't have a big person on top of me when I'm in the water, because when my knees buckle, I drown. It's so dangerous. Don't chicken fight. (laughs) I got nervous watching these big boys doing it, even. If you take nothing else... From Rose Buddies. Don't chicken fight, please. Don't chicken fight. It's pool season. Don't fucking chicken fight yeah. out there. There's better ways to do your things. Uh, so, Chad tries to explain to JoJo why he was mad about Evan. And he says, it's like, I just, I didn't know, I didn't understand why you could like him and like me. It's like, if we're gonna, if I'm gonna take you out to dinner... And I'm asking you, do you want ice cream or steak? Dog, you can have both of those things in the same meal, Chad. Both of those things are both very, very good. Well, and the whole premise of The Bachelorette is you get to have both. Yeah. Chad just hates other boys. He hates other boys. No matter what they're, where they are, what they're doing. Uh, but while Chad is explaining this, Evan interrupts. Uh, so Evan is kind of writing his yeah. jock. Like, that's whole, Chad's whole thing is like, I just want everybody to leave me alone. I just want Evan to leave me alone. I'm not a bad guy. It's just people come at me and then I get aggressive towards them. I don't know what Evan would have done this season without Chad. Like, he's... Yes. He, I, at the, that yes, is we should purpose. acknowledge that, that he is like the, the orphaned twin... Um, that's a terrible way of putting it, but from last season when one of the twins got sent home and the other one didn't have much of an identity, and so her whole thing was just coming after Olivia, I think. I forget. Yes, it was. 
Um, Just as there is a there is a villain role in every season, and then there is a co uh, a sub villain. There is also like the person, the main, the the core tattler, and none of those people ever fucking win unless you're Courtney Robertson. Um. So after the pool party is over. Chad's upset because he's overheard a lot of guys talking about him. And so he picks Derek and pulls Derek aside. Uh, And Derek just says, hey, she asked me about you. So I told her, you know, you've been making some misogynistic comments. Um, And Chad is like, oh, is this like the first beautiful girl that you've ever seen? Like, is she really the most beautiful girl you've ever seen? I'm just so tired of you guys acting like she's so incredible. And Derek's like, yeah, she is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Um, and Chad's just like, oh, well, are you are you just like obsessed with this show and like watching all the previous seasons? And Derek's like, yeah, why would you not watch the show? That's the thing, man. <laughs> like Chad puts up a lot of air balls. Like a lot of his balls yeah. are air balls. Well, his whole argument is that like this is ridiculous that you guys are so into JoJo. And the guys are saying like, yeah, that's why we're here. Like... He refuses to believe that this is like, yeah. And, and at first, really I, found, I found that endearing because I thought he was familiar with the system of the show and saying like, "I'm going to bring a new authenticity." No, I think it's literally that he doesn't understand. I think when he showed up and there were 26 other dudes there, he was genuinely shocked. Yeah, I think he thought like, "Oh, I'm going to go on this show and maybe I'm going to like her." And I'm just going to give it time and see if that happens. Uh, and this is giving him the benefit of the doubt if the scenario is correct. And so he's confused when all the other guys are like, hey, I know JoJo. I know a lot about her and I already like her. And he's like, what? What? How? How is that possible? Anyway, let's get into a date. Uh, let's well, go on a date. First rose ceremony. Oh, fuck. That's right. Uh, so who gets roses? So Grant, Derek, Jordan, Luke, Robbie Wells, James F., Vinny, Daniel, Alex, and Chad. The Chad gets one. And that's in addition to Evan, who had one from the date, yeah. and all the people who got him for dates. And James Taylor. James Taylor and uh, what's-his-face. Nobody gives a shit. Chase. Chase. Uh, What's-his-chase? So since Chad gets a rose... Um, we lose some good soldiers, man. Ali goes home. Ali, I liked you, man. I liked your style. I liked Ali your stuff. Ali with his, his impressive eyebrows. And his incredible cover for Elise. Christian with his... Christian with his aspirations to be a good space granddad. Yeah, <laughs> space granddad. Space grandpa, I'm going to miss you. Uh, and St. Nick, Santa Claus, goes home. That's a shame. I, I did like him. Uh, so there's a toast, and JoJo announces they are leaving the mansion, uh, and then I think maybe they're going around the globe. Oh, where could they be going? The Bahamas? Could they be going to... Spain? Spain? Just anywhere in Spain? Shanghai? Seoul? Where could they possibly... Pennsylvania, here we come. Nemecolon, Pennsylvania. Everyone's favorite place to find <laughs> trees. It's Pennsylvania. Come to our house. <laughs> I fucking can't. Um, Jojo gets there by plane. We get to see her in like a little biplane. Uh, the dudes get there by off-roading in, in vehicles in, okay, in no, the mud. I gotta stop you. Both the Jojo and the men took large... Commercial airplanes from Los, An- from Los Angeles to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm sticking with the fiction, though. 
Judge didn't go on a fucking cross-country biplane. She'd have to stop like 19 times to get gas on the way. These <laughs> boys didn't off-road from L.A. to Pennsylvania. Okay. They'd have to like drive through the Rockies to do that. Okay, Griffin. So they get to the very nice resort uh, in Nemecolon, and a uh, date card comes in, and Luke gets the date. Uh, Luke, as you'll recall, is the one at the beginning that gave Jojo the nice pair of boots, came in on the unicorn, seemed to be an early favorite. Uh, so we are excited also because he is on our team. And their date starts off, they are riding a dog sled. Uh, and they are riding this dog sled to a wood-fired hot tub. Which is, just seems like a lot of work, doesn't it? The whole thing. <laughs> You gotta take care of a bunch of dogs. You gotta, and then you gotta make your own hot tub. Yeah, Luke has to chop the wood uh, as a display of his strength. Uh, and like, spoiler alert: he apparently doesn't do a very good job because he creates like a little sulfur volcano. Yeah, the tub is very, very hot. So much so that Luke has to hold JoJo and then very daintily cook her, <laughs> cook her, cook her alive. <laughs> it was probably one of the most ghoulish things I've seen on this show. Uh. <laughs> Both, the screams will stay with me forever. <laughs> they both talk about how much they love Nashville and Austin, which I appreciated. And how much they're going to miss having skin. <laughs> um, and then they go to a supper club, um, hideously burned. It's just horrific. <laughs> Covered in bandages. Uh, Chris this- Harrison has to feed them soup. <laughs> Soup. Man, that's unfortunate given how hot they are. It's what they made for dinner, okay? Beggars can't be choosers. It's Pennsylvania. <laughs> Not just anywhere in Pennsylvania, Griffin. Nima Cole in Pennsylvania. I'll say this. It looked. It actually looked tight as hell. I was actually... That seems like the kind of resort I could really sink my teeth into. Yeah, you big hiker. Well, I mean, there's like waterfalls and wood-fired hot tubs. You know how much I love those. And just... I like, I like resorts in nature because it's like camping, but also you, you know, can... can have like a nice hotel room in there. Um, <laughs> so Jojo tries to find out more about Luke's, uh, what she calls relaxed confidence. Um, because he's just, he's just a very stoic man. And he ex- tells a story about how he was recruited to play football for West Point, uh, And then was kind of unprepared for the demands of college and then became a Lieutenant in Afghanistan and a platoon leader. And he had a older friend that was killed in action. Yeah. And that kind of gave him a, another like an kind, approach. Another delicate like conversation that Jojo kind of just stumbles into, like Jennifer Connolly in the labyrinth. Um it's just labyrinth. It's not the labyrinth. Um sorry, I thought you were gonna correct me on that, so I thought I'd get ahead of it. Um because she's like, <laughs> Tell me about those dog tags you wear around your neck. Jojo, nine times out of ten. Yeah. That's it like it's good to talk about that stuff, but just like you kind of like barge right into it. I inherited this dog from my mom. Oh, how's she doing? <laughs> well, I, mean, I inherited gonna... her, the dog, in a legal battle. We ran a bit, small business together. She's got to get part something of the terms out of, of the Luke. Settlement. Luke yeah. does not volunteer anything. She uh, <coughs> she has to take risks, uh, and so he gets the rose. Uh, they go to a venue uh, where everybody's holding up their phone 
and who's on stage but Drake and Josh. Your favorite band and mine. Drake, the sweet life of Josh and Cody. Zach and Cody. Dan and Shay. Dan and Shay. Evan and Jaren's younger brothers. (laughs) What if Um, Evan and fucking Jaren had been up there? I would have lost my mind. Are you kidding me? Um... Will What's you, your favorite Evan and Jaren song? Well, yeah. Will you remind our our listeners oh about Evan and Jaren? Uh, from my head and my heart. There's that one. And no, there was people that. don't know that one. Ugh, fucking the distance. That was a good one. I can't take the distance. A lot of songs about like the distance between objects, the relative distance between objects. I feel objects. like you're not singing their number one, which I can't remember now what it is. Crazy for this girl. Crazy for this girl. That was their number one. Anyway, it wasn't Evan and Sharon. This is not a, a useful tangent. Um, and so they dance and they kiss. Uh, it's it's all you would expect. Um, but it's date card time. And it's a group date. And there has been some speculation that whoever doesn't go on this group date is going to be going on a two-on-one. Um Griffin and remind, I are, remind us what a two-on-one Griffin is. Griffin and I are familiar with a two-on-one, but for those of you at home that are new to the series, a uh, two-on-one, uh, two men enter, one man leaves. Sometimes no men. Well, <laughs> sometimes both men leave. Yeah. Um, two people go on the state. There's only one rose to be had. Whoever does not get the rose has to go home. I'm going to ask that we burn this next fucking group date just to the ground. Okay. Uh, so the date card is for a large number of people, uh, and they are playing football at Heinz Field. Um, they're greeted by Ben Roethlisberger and two of his friends whose name I didn't bother to write down. Friends or fellow football players? They're football players. Okay. They might be friends. I don't know. Uh, so the dudes run drills, which is what you'd expect. Uh, Jordan, who is on this date, Natch, um, and reveals to us he was a quarterback at Vanderbilt. Uh, so he will be playing quarterback for both teams. The guys on the group are divided into teams uh, after they scrap for a while. Uh, and Evan does get a bloody nose. Evan gets a bloody nose. James Taylor gets fucking clocked. Gets hit in the face. Starts bleeding profusely. Like a lot of head blood. Like a yes. ton of it. So much so that they're like, you are going to need stitches. And he's like, well, can I keep playing? And then he does like an over the, uh, like, in the moment interview where his head is like bandaged, like he's like (laughs) leprous or something. And there's just blood like all over his face. He's like, I just want to get out there and like impress Jojo. Put me in coach. Put me in coach. I'm ready. Hey, Rudy, you're fucking dying. (laughs) He he has blood still running down his face. I can see your brain, James Taylor. This is real gross. Um, I can see the little songs that you have floating around in there that you're writing. Wells is on this date, and I was initially worried because I was like, oh, Wells doesn't do great with physical challenges. But you know who's worse than Wells? Evan. And so Evan took off some of the heat on Wells. Wells didn't make any of his own blood come out. So, (laughs) Although Evan defines uh, his mode that day as beast mode uh, and is really putting in his best effort. I'm impressed with Evan. I'll say this. He's a brave boy. He gets in there and he fucking mixes it up. He's a smaller boy than the other boys. Yeah. But he'll get in there and mix it up. Uh, so the game is tied with like almost no time left, which I don't know how they decided how much time. <laughs> uh, it's five on five. Derek intercepts, uh, turns the ball around as one does when they intercept. <laughs> it's more of a strip than an interception. 
Uh, yes, that's true. And he gets the game-winning touchdown. Congratulations, blue team. And so James, Vinny, Evan, Derek, Robbie, and Jordan get to spend the evening with JoJo. Um, some movement for who, who, what were the big moments? I think Jordan had the big, the biggest one where he was like, kind of laid it out for like, I feel myself falling for you. And, um, Jojo was on this thing about like, not feeling like Jordan was very good about talking about his feelings. And so Jordan was like, here they are. What's up? And he got the rose for that day. Did anybody, did did anybody? Robbie, Robbie has a showing honeysuckle. Robbie like lifts her up, puts her on the pool table um jojo says robbie made her feel sexy yeah he really like he really puts himself out there a little bit more which is good because robbie has given nothing to nobody all season um (coughs) yeah so jordan says um you know i take a little time to open up but i feel like i'm falling for you they're by a fountain they make out uh he gets the rose and so then we get confirmation that the two-on-one is happening because the date card comes and it's Chad and Alex. Um, and these boys start scrapping. These boys basically scrap from the moment they are given the date card to the moment of the date. Um, I Every, think- everybody keeps trying with Chad. I mean, I will say there are people like Luke um, who just keep say, trying to give Chad a chance to explain himself. Is it that or is it like... Uh, Chad's obviously a piece of shit. I think there was more than a little bit of bear baiting going on here. Oh, yeah. No, I will say people like Grant and Alex and Jordan and Evan really enjoy getting a rise out of Chad. Whereas people like Luke and Daniel seem to be like, hey, Chad, please, please say something that will make me like you. Yeah, but that's not like, (laughs) but at a certain point you have to know he's not going to give you that ever and to just fucking leave the dude alone and let him burn himself down, which is like, and that's what people like him always inevitably do. I think there's people that just like kind of poke him because they have fun with it. And that obviously doesn't excuse the shitty response that those people have to that poking. But like, come on, you know better than that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're forcing the issue, you know? And if they had all just kind of stayed away from him, Chad probably would have lasted a lot longer. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, which, spoiler, sorry for those of you that aren't there yet. Well, you're listening to a Bachelor Recap <laughs> podcast. You gotta know what's up. Um, uh, the biggest thing that I think that happens before this date... Chad and Jordan. Chad literally threatens Jordan's yeah. life. Jordan's kind of fucking with him, and Chad says, you don't think I won't come find you after the show? You won't think I, I won't come to your house uh, and kick your ass? Which is like way over the line. Yeah, it's a little much. Like, even if you haven't, like, what, is there a point where you have threatened somebody enough that you are not allowed to be on the show anymore? Obviously, I think if you punch somebody, you're done, right? But I think, can you say, like, I'm gonna come to your house and murder you, Aaron Rodgers' brother? Well, and in previous seasons, the villain usually has an issue with maybe one or two people. But in this case... In like in this series of two episodes, Chad goes after Alex. Chad goes after Evan. Chad goes after Jordan. Chad goes after Grant. Chad goes after Derek. Like it just keeps happening. Yeah. Um. So then they go on the date, uh, and everybody back home is talking about how this is a battle of good versus evil. <laughs> At which point, I told Griffin this is like an Avengers movie. Yeah. Uh, because everybody is saying Alex has to win. Alex has to come back. 
Chad has to be defeated. Alex has to be the one to do it. It's like an Avengers movie, only I want to date everybody. <laughs> that was a joke that a woman said at the sex tales date. That really stuck oh, out to me. It's yeah. like an, talking about all the handsome men. It's like an Avengers movie, only I want to date all of them. Do you mean like the Avengers? They're all like attractive Hollywood celebs. That doesn't make any sense. The comedy choices on this show seem to only be good when it is coming directly out of the contestants' mouths. Yeah. Uh, No, Amy Schumer had that episode. No, that's true. That's very true. Uh, So Alex and Chad go to the woods. Uh, They're going to go hiking. And which, like, come on, as the producers, it's a murder spot. That's where they're in a secluded area with axes. Um, it's actually pretty. I will actually say, I think. It was pretty short. Like, this this uh-huh. two-on-one day. Two-on-ones usually, they only have one activity, and then they knock it out. The activity they knocked out is Alex uh, gets JoJo aside and says, straight up, Chad just threatened to murder Jordan once the show's over. And then uh, Chad and JoJo get some time and says, JoJo says, did you threaten to murder Jordan? And he's like, well, you're not in the house. You don't understand. Because they push me. Yeah, he's me. like, oh, well, I haven't touched anyone. Which is, like, not true. But also, you just can't fucking threaten to murder somebody. And his response, she's like, you can't just threaten to murder people. And he says, you aren't in the house. Like, you don't know. Like, they push me. And she says, yeah. that's not a good response. He says, what do you recommend? And she says, not threatening to murder exactly. somebody. Exactly. He tries to turn it on her. It's like, oh, are you saying when you were on the show, like, everybody was great? And she's like, yeah, no. Women would ask me questions but I wouldn't threaten them if I didn't want to answer. Um, and so she's like, oh, you know what? I'm emotional. I need time to think about this. She gets up and walks away uh, after she has given Chad a chance to explain himself, and he has not done so. And he does a little fucking Kill Bill whistle walk back down to Alex. Um, and yeah. And actually really wants you to think that Chad's going to murder somebody. Tells Alex that he's not happy with him. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And then they have a they exchange a they series. exchange some idioms that some space aliens <laughs> came down and taught him. Um, he said hay in the barn. He said hay's in the barn, dude. Pigs in the castle. <laughs> Alex says hay's in the barn, dude, which I think means like it's all o- like it's the hand is dealt. It's all over. And but then Chad responds, "Pigs in the castle." And I think that was him just being a smartass. And it was like kind of a funny thing and chad like chad walks down to like see him and does his little murder whistle and instead of murdering him he just lays down and says like you know life's not always blueberries and air paper planes yeah that's gotta be from a movie or something i don't know chad's big on movies as we know uh at this point i think chad knows like i think chad knew before like as soon as his name was not on the group date card chad knew he was going home the other like thing the Chad says is uh, that um, he's telling Alex to chill out and leave him alone. He's like, you know, just like sit down and drink some milk. And Alex is like, I don't want any milk. I'm not going to drink milk. I don't like milk. And Chad's like, you should. Milk's delicious. <laughs> he says some genuinely great stuff. I could see a parallel universe where Chad was not uh, a piece of shit. And was gen- it could be like the audience surrogate, which is like a role that is almost never filled in this show. But when it is, it's like really genuinely great. Yeah. Um, but like, no, he's I, that ship is so, so sailed. He's such a dingus. Yeah. So Jojo comes back from her 
her little solo time and says, Chad, I don't think you are who you think you are. I don't think physical violence is ever the answer. You know, this this is not going to work. She says, I'm going to say goodbye to you here. Doesn't even, like, walk him back to the car. Yeah. Like, just, like, go walk in the woods, fucking Sasquatch ass. And Alex hugs her and says, oh, you, this is the happiest I've ever been. Which is kind of sad. Um, <laughs> and then cut to Alex and Jojo having a drink in a cabin. It's night. And we get this fucking stupid Friday the 13th, like, view of Chad, like, walking through the woods. Meanwhile, the guys back at the house are celebrating. Clearly, producers have given them literal party poppers uh, and beverages, and they are shooting off confetti and, and cheersing, because once Chad's suitcase is gone, they know it's Chad that was eliminated. Uh, but we keep getting these jump cuts back to Chad walking through the woods, and it's dark, and he's whistling. Uh, and and we, then he comes and knocks on the glass door of the cabin, and you see a producer like run down the stairs and say, "It's Chad. Chad's at the door." Yeah. To be continued. And, Fuck off. Fuck yeah. off. And the other thing, I don't think you saw. So he knocks on the door, and then he kind of like drags his hand down the glass slowly. This is what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> you're the this shit is obviously too, not to be trusted because now we know Chad never goes hulks out and like punches a guy yeah right you know no matter how hard they want the commercials to make it seem like chad's not gonna fucking kill all these people in this cabin with an axe because we'd have heard about that what's weird is that they tease next week or not next week sorry the week after next episode and they make it seem like chad sticks around and raises more hell shows a lot of people crying shows jojo like crying like i didn't come here for this huh like that's not that's not Chad. Chad's not going to be in the, the next episode for more than three minutes. Yeah, I know. Judge is going to be like, get the fuck out of here. Or Chris Chris is going to get summoned from his lamp and do do a... a, a, a <laughs> An exorcism. A capricious wish. Just wish him away up into the sky. Um, that's not how, how it's going to happen. Like, Bachelorette. I know he's not going to murder anybody, Bachelorette. Yeah. You can't be like, you can't show like Chad like climbing into a spaceship and be like, I'm going to go to Mars in the next <laughs> day. No, because it's not fucking sci-fi fantasy. They're going to keep intercutting him in every episode the rest of the season, just like standing in the background. <laughs> just like his fucking head, it like pops out of a lake, like in like, like fear. Just like, eh. Everybody was asking in the Facebook group, and it's a fair question, why this was a two-part double week or double episode week. Because well, they found a dank story nug. Yeah. And they're going to chase that shit down. That's why it's a fucking three-parter now. It's because Chad is out, and they they know that America loves him and can't get enough of him. But, like, real talk. This season's about to get mad boring. And, or at least more boring than it was with Chad on it. Chad's an asshole. And, like, we need to confront this fact as a nation. He's a completely horrible person. Fingers crossed that Daniel steps up and assumes the role Daniel that he... did some good work in these past couple of other stuff. But, like, despite the fact that he's a serial killer and he admitted that creepiest fucking thing I've yeah. ever heard anybody say on TV. Uh, Chad did some entertaining stuff. He's a bad, bad dude. This is an entertainment product and he did some entertainment, entertaining stuff. As, like, gross as that is to say, like, that's the, that's the thing. Um... Yeah. And now this show is about to get more boring than it was, and so like they are stretching the fucking Chad juice out as much as they can because once it's gone, yeah. it's just it's gonna be the fucking 
it's it's gonna be the the James Taylor show or something. Griffin and I were talking about the group date that Chad wasn't on and how the guys are all sitting around and they're having these like genuine, sincere conversations about how they feel about love and and their chances going forward. Yeah. And it's just like the kind of stuff that makes for good guys and boring television. Yeah. Last season, we didn't have a, a villain, right? In Ben's season of The Bachelor, there were people who were tried to like shoehorn into that yeah. role, and it was clumsy and yeah. bad. Um, this season, they did have one, and so they were like, "We're going to squeeze every ounce of villain juice out of him." As we yeah, the can. teaser would indicate that there's maybe a contestant that has a girlfriend back home, and that maybe the guys start getting jealous or frustrated with Jordan. But that's all your basic, your we'll basic stuff. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. Um, final thoughts? What are you thinking? Uh, still feel, I still feel like Jordan's going to run away with it. I'm happy to see Chad go, even though I recognize that he was good television. Uh, because it got us a fuckload of points. He got 56 yeah. points in week two. That's insane. He got us a lot of points, but it was uncomfortable to watch at a certain point. Um, he went too. He went too. He went too hard. And, like, I actually had to confront this idea I had of, like, in, in that first episode where he kind of stood out, I thought he was, he had this, like, legitimacy, like, this, like, earnestness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And talking about how, like, and and how by the end of the episode, you could tell the the long hand of the producers had, like, placed itself on his shoulder. Yeah, and, like, the it's time for you to be the, the, it's time yeah. for you to be the villain. And, but then, like, in this episode, like, the shit he was saying it didn't seem like play acting. It seems like no. he is a piece of shit, like abusive dude yeah. who um, like reacts to situations where he does not feel like he is in control yeah. by threatening people and being like an aggressive asshole. Um, and that's, that's not, that's not play acting for the show. That's just like, that's who you are. Yeah. Uh, but Luke, Luke, clear front runner. Uh, Luke James Jordan, Taylor, James Taylor, uh, Chase seemed to be a big front runner this week. Uh, I don't know, but then there's people like Evan, who I think Evan's probably feeling victorious that Chad left. He, he'll probably go home yeah. next episode. Yeah. Um, um, that's it for this week. Thank you all for joining us. That's I need, it. I need to go get in bed. Yeah. So again, we won't be uh, we won't be here next week. Taking a week off to lick our wounds well fuck that no i'm gonna be in los angeles playing with the playstation 5 hanging out with crash bandicoot um i will miss you me or the rose buddies i'll miss you my wife oh, I'll, be I'll miss you me. too i don't oh. know what i'm gonna do no bachelor no griffin no no that's that's the only two joys you have in life <laughs> um should we talk about the baby that's growing inside of you yeah, I put it in the Rosebuddies group. Thank you to everybody who was excited for us. We are very excited. Yeah, yeah. Rachel's Rachel's having herself a little baby, and um, and so are you. And so are so am I, and so are you, the audience. It's and all. yeah, and and the timing is such that we will have this baby right before the season of The Bachelor starts. So we're naming it Ben, ben Higgins. <laughs> um, no, yeah, we're very, very, we're very excited. Um, yeah. It's, it may impact the show recording schedule, which is why it's germane to you, our <laughs> listeners. But Not for a long time. Not for a while, yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to Rose Buddies. I've been Griffin McElroy. I've been Rachel McElroy. Kind of a weird. I'll still be. <laughs> and we will still be those people. When you're Next ready. time. When you're ready. Final Rose. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right reasons. Right reasons.